0: You people are hilarious. Yes, (laughs) they are, man. You you should hear us reading some of these comments out loud. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, a very special edition of the Ramon Show, starring, still
1: and all, the guy over here to my side. I I still got a job. You were in question yesterday. That's right. (laughs) I don't think you minded that either, though, DK, did you? I don't think you mind Al taking over for you yesterday. I...
0: There's nobody that enjoyed that show more than me. I good can time. tell you that unequivocally. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. How did you feel about it?
1: It was good, man. That was my friend. Of course, you know that. Uh, Al is my guy, been my guy. Uh, and I he, he made me remember something I told him. Uh, it was I think it had to be the last year or something like that. I was like, Al, you're my guy guy. And I broke that down to him. And he was like, what does it mean? I was like, well, when you're my guy guy, like, Whatever you need, I got you. I was like, man, you get up to $50,000 and I got you. And he was just like, and he, he remembered that. Somehow of all the bull crap I've said to Al, he remembered that. Now, Al will not be in need ever anything like that, but uh, that's my dude. So I was glad to hear him talk high about a lot of stuff and just dove in and probably broke down some barriers and some walls that people have perceptions about him or about certain situations I uh, saw so a lot of people yesterday said they had a different perspective on Tomlin. Um, they see why our room was the way it was. They see why the team. It was so much that Al said, man. And we'll do a recap at some point too, DK. He's
0: over there on the side. He's Ramon. He's an 11-year starting guard for the National Football League. All 11 of those for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic in downtown Pittsburgh, DK Pittsburgh Sports. In case you're new to us, and I would imagine we're going to be getting a whole lot of new today because our very special guest is none other than the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers Mason Rudolph who will be joining us shortly I got to tell everybody moan you were I've seen you stoked I've seen you after football games after wins in Cincinnati and Baltimore last night was a little bit different after the after the Alejandro Villanueva episode it
1: was just because they took me to that point dk uh this fan bases our our audience uh response to uh al was insane a lot of people said man i never knew al was this way i never knew he he was this funny like that's why the helmet i say that the helmet takes so much away from us um, it's almost pathetic at times. There's so many fun dudes in locker rooms. By the way, Mason just popped on too. He's behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Uh, so we'll bring him up in a minute. DK, what would you rate yesterday? One, one, oh, one to two. On,
0: on a scale of one to 78, I give it a 78. <laughs> okay. All right. Sense. I can do that. Yeah, you can do that. That was now, good on, right on that there. note. On that note, let's bring in number two. What's going on, Mason? Gentlemen. How we hey. Doing? That's I'm going to be getting out of you guys' way here because I know how that is. There's only there's no room in that where your locker stalls were on the south side. <laughs> Got a lot of room there. So no. that,
2: there was that was back that was pre-COVID uh, separators too.
0: So we there was even much more that. intimacy. There was more intimacy. <laughs> I'm going to get out of the way, gentlemen. It's all your show, Mason. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Uh, that's insane. You bring that up, Mason. I miss that. I, I totally missed the COVID year, man. Can I ask you? Did, you? Yeah. By the way, everybody, welcome in Mason Rudolph, man. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Right it's all good. Uh, I know you don't do these often. I, I know, of course, the way this season has gone in your career in general um, has been a lot. And you just getting back to a little bit of normal offseason stuff, man. So I appreciate you taking the time for that. And also, since you all are here, like. Subscribe, share it to a friend. Do all those things you gotta do. Yes, like, subscribe, share. It. All of it. it. Even Mason said it. I, I bragged on you yesterday, too. You know what I said? What did you say? I was gonna I was late. He told me, and you was in the group chat with me. Of course
2: he was. Of course how, he was. How, late.
1: how long did he tell me he was gonna be? About how late was he gonna be? Five minutes and it turned into 15, 20, 20. I don't
2: know. 20. 20. 20. Typical, 20. typical lineman. Typical lineman. <laughs> Late.
1: Wow, Mason. <laughs> no, I'm
2: what? just kidding. What? More, more what? typical. Sorry. You should say typical Al behavior. Not, Tal- not necessarily owl. Not necessarily painting with too broad of a brush.
1: That's what I'm saying, man. And then here you are a couple minutes late. And I told you guys, hey, this works off Chrome. And he was like, I'll be good. And then right, we're about to start. What did the smart quarterback say to me in a text? He
2: said, Hey, don't worry. I'll be on time. Uh, Chrome will be installed. But in my defense, I, I actually didn't take the full five. I took about two minutes of the buffer. So here
1: we are. Um, uh, (laughs) here here we go. Uh, man, by the way, I was going to ask you that question. How was, how was COVID? Uh, I don't know if I even asked Alejandro about that, man. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I mean it, you know,
2: what, what, we enjoyed about it was training camp at this at the uh at Heinz field at that point was still Heinz field so I mean the hours were better you had this real long break for lunch um you know I think there was two locker rooms I think Minka was like in the visiting team locker room because he refused to get the jab tip of the to Minka and uh and so it was literally like everyone and then he was across the hall we we're like hey Minka you still on the team um so I mean It was nice being in Heinz Field, but um, I mean, you're testing every day Yeah. uh, for, I think, I think 2021, you were testing like once a week, but 2020, you're testing every day, even on the bye week you couldn't leave town because you had Mm -hmm. to test. There was a $50,000 fine if you, if you left, if you didn't
1: test each day, if you missed your daily test. So it's crazy. No way, dude. That's. That would have made me want to retire sooner. I'll be honest with you. Like I know a lot of people made a fuss. Like Marquise, you should come back. After hearing that, I don't think yeah. anybody that was on the verge of retiring would have wanted to come back. Mason.
2: No, it was it was, um, you know, made us wear masks, um, pretty much everywhere at the facility at practice. They installed these fiberglass like f- like face mask masks to go on your face mask. Like that was gonna prevent anything, you know? <laughs> you're, like, you're like, you're already showering with dudes, and then you're like, okay, for the field, we're gonna just put this on now, and that's gonna really stop COVID. Uh, so, I don't want to make this uh a-
1: yeah, yeah. We'll remove. I just I needed to know, man. That was insane, right there, yeah, dog. Uh, but Mason, here we go, man. From Rock Hill, South Carolina, man. You guys put out a ton of athletes. I played with a few guys, one in particular I remember off top, Jonathan Hefney. He was a DB yeah. that came out of that area, man. How, how was it in that area? Because I have a follow-up question to you. It's like, I don't understand, but how was it coming out of Rock Hill?
2: Yeah, it was um what a great town to, to grow up in and um, just great, rich football history. I think uh, a friend of mine, Chris Lowe, is uh, an ESPN Reporter, Cee writer. Oh, he
1: comes Cee on Lowe. the station you know here he in really? uh, Nashville. He's going on my brother's show today. Is he really? Okay. Yeah, CeeLo broke the Alabama story, too. That's right.
2: And he's boys with Saban. I think that's why he got that. Okay. He got that before anybody else. But um, he, he coined it Football City USA because I think if you look at um, first round picks per capita, meaning like the size of Rock Hill, which is only like 65, 70,000. You know, population-wise, it's it's put out a, an enormous amount, a rate of first-round picks, and then just drafted players more than any other town. So, yeah, I mean, I was like a freshman in high school when Clowney was playing. Cordero Patterson, I got to watch him. You know, then you had Jonathan Joseph, a little older. Ben Watson, a little older. Uh, ben Watson, same high school. You know, Ben.
1: Yeah, um, I do know Ben.
2: And then, um, and then uh, Derek Ross, an older, an older head. Um, you know, I'm probably missing some people, but yeah, Stephon Gilmore. I didn't mention Stephon. him. He was at South Point. Oh, he played. He played quarterback uh, in high school. Wasn't it? Stephon Gilmore played quarterback. Played quarterback at South Point High School. Um, oh, across town rival. He was a. He was. He was incredible. So, yeah, it was a. It's a great place to to play football. Good. Good culture.
1: And there's a lot of talent that comes out of the state in general too. I honestly didn't know where you from. I was actually thinking Florida, but if you look at South Carolina, though, it has just as much of sunshine as Florida. And only reason I bring that up is Mason, you tan so dark in the summertime. I'm like, dude, what? I didn't know where you were. I didn't know what your what your ethnicity, ethnicity or, or was. nationality was. I was just like, God, this dude is dark in the summertime.
2: Yeah, that's what Latrobe. Latrobe will do that. That long walk of that hill, that'll get you tan. You know, My goodness. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I. Uh, no Italian or Native American blood That's in me. That's what I thought. I think that, but I'm just boring old Scott Irish and German.
1: <laughs> by the way, I'm uh 17% Irish. By the way, so we're somewhere related. Just so you know. uh no, we I knew we were we were closer. I knew I knew we
2: were blood related. I just I didn't know until today.
1: See what I'm saying? The only reason I bring up Rocky, South Carolina, dude, I looked up your high school stuff just real quick, just to get a little bit. And you threw for over 10,000 yards in high school, which is insane. But in particular, your senior year, y'all listen to this stat line, and I think it just leads to the fact that you've always been a ball player. You've always been a thrower, right? You've always been a passer, making plays. You threw a 4,400 yards over that. And here's the part that really got me. You threw for 80 touchdowns. Yeah, well, I think I
2: threw for I think I threw for some sixty, and I had some rushing, if you can believe that. I know rushing touchdowns. That's that's probably shocking you, but yeah, it was, Yeah, I think I think the total number was
1: eighty. I don't was know 80. I eighty, but but you yeah. didn't win, Mister Football, Mason. Who in the heck won, Mister Football?
2: No, so there was a, a great player at the time, and um, named named uh, Jacob Park, who was a quarterback committed to Georgia. What? Um, and he. You know, he had, he had the SEC, you know, attention. He was committed to a, Absolutely. I guess you could say, a more of a powerhouse at the time. And uh, we actually played each other in the state championship game. We won. We kind of we we beat them. And then the following week was the uh, whatever the the uh, the announcement of who won that that award, and and it was him. So you know, I don't I don't I'm not losing sleep over that these days. No. But at the time, I was kind of like, well, hold on, I. We beat their team, but that's it's uh
1: out of your hands, and 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 he's a good person, and
2: he he was a good player.
1: So, you're being far too kind because I'm thinking of myself, you you won state, y'all had a 15 0 season, and you contributed 80 touchdowns in one season. That to me would would scar me. I'd be upset, but I know, like you said, I don't even know who dude is respectfully. Um, but that that is fascinating. It just blew my mind that you didn't win, Mr. Football, but
2: yeah well i've uh i've been i've been blessed in other areas so i'm not i'm not gonna but but yeah it would have been nice i guess would have been nice
1: it would have man um moving on to college just real quick too if not oklahoma state which is where you and james washington also drafted to pittsburgh um went to college at if not there where
2: i was uh lsu was my first offer um yeah The, uh, the mad hatter, Mr. Miles, uh, coach Miles was, was, was my first phone call first scholarship offer. So I was, I was pretty set on going there for the duration of recruitment. And then, um, as uh, many, many times these things happen, you know, the team starts to get cold feet or there's another guy that, um, maybe they're recruiting harder or they wanted to take two quarterbacks in the same class. And, um, so all those things kind of happened and I felt like I was kind of getting, Hey, we, you know, the, we like you, but we don't, we don't love you anymore. Yeah, and,
1: you felt that.
2: I did. Yeah, and, and the Oklahoma state was, was full bore very much. You're the guy in the class. Um, you're going to play early. Uh, and then I liked that the head coach had, had played quarterback there. I felt like that was going to be, um, you know, an advantage to me and um, my growth that, this guy's been through it at the same very same school that I'm about to go into, so it all worked out well. And, and um, but yeah, that, that was probably the alternative.
1: Yeah, for sure. But it it worked out well, like you said. Ended up being a high draft pick, and the rest is history. You threw for a ton of yards in college too. Uh, was James primarily your number one target for the most part of your career? Yeah, he, he was. He was the number one guy for sure. Great player. <laughs> great player for sure man yeah. super cool dude too man he's wearing cowboy hats yeah. and doing his thing now uh, yeah
2: he's i think he's on his at his uh, ranch in dallas now and he's and he's um you know he's into the farming thing um and he's i think he's i think he's selling horses raising horses breaking horses and and yeah he's got the like you said the cowboy the cowboy hat the belt buckle the wranglers pleated with the boots i mean he's the full Full John Dutton. Full John Dutton mode. <laughs>
1: That's insane, man. Yeah. Uh, but the career ends there, and um, it's fascinating. I, I never forget when you guys got drafted. You, Chooks, who else was in that class? Was Deontay? Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds. Deontay was
2: a year later. Chooks, me, James, Deontay. Sorry. Chooks, me, uh, Terrell, James, uh, Marcus Allen, who's, you know, one of my favorite, you know, yeah. former teammates. Great. Great energy provider, hilarious. Mm-hmm. Jalen's, Jalen Samuels. Yeah, you know, that was about it.
1: Yeah, Jalen. I never forget Jalen, though, man. The uh, uniqueness of him and the Wildcat when we beat the Patriots at home. Yeah, I, I don't know. That. You remember that, man? That I, I couldn't yeah, believe like a it. Ton of it crazy, a ton of man. Tetches. Insane, dude. Um, but moving on from college, man. Um, uh, the, the story around you was big arm, of course. Uh, Kev was somewhat quoted as saying had a first round grade on him. You know what? They said they had a, a fourth-round grade on me, too. Okay, Mason. So take it for what it is, right? Exactly. Uh, but your your career and going into Pittsburgh, what was that all about as far as knowing that you were going to be behind seven? Uh, I think the perception was we're planning. Um, how did you approach coming to Pittsburgh under those circumstances?
2: Yeah, I was excited. I I, I think none of us know where we're going to fall. Kind of in the draft, and I knew I knew it was a quite
1: a quite a. You see who's on the comments right here. I,
2: I do. <laughs> I, I see that. I saw a YouTube thing, but I didn't see. I haven't it's
1: seen. It's Al. I know he's got. You have not do. been blessed in other areas. What is wrong with dude?
2: He's done. He's probably harvested all the jackfruit and the tomatoes from his garden, and he's a little bored now, killing some time.
1: He don't want to go home to the kids. He no, does no, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, big but family ahead. man, family man,
2: but, but uh, <laughs> loves his family. We're not saying we're not saying you don't
1: love your family, Al. But you do love your garden. Yeah, <laughs> you so. do. You love being out of the house, man. Uh, but go ahead. My bad. I didn't mean to interrupt you. He's no, just a funny. fool.
2: Yes, he is. Um, we were talking. Oh, how, how what it felt like to get drafted. Um, yeah, I was. I was excited. I mean, you get drafted to you know the. I guess uh, uh, so what a historical, historically <laughs> successful franchise that's got you know tied with the Patriots was Super Bowls. Um, you know, uh, I don't think at that time they still hadn't. I think they were probably still behind us, and they won one in like eighteen or nineteen. But regardless, um, you know, the Roonies, Mike Tomlin, I was I was thrilled, and um, yeah, I, I knew that I obviously wouldn't. You know, I'd be in the backup role learning from an older player quarterback Um and I was going you know, to just do my best to
1: yeah.
2: soak up what I could but you know it was a joy those first few years getting to getting to know you and that that, that grizzly group of mafia members of the offensive line and uh, you know I I just don't think many players get to get to come in and and, and experience that kind of just a very intense offensive line group. I, mean, I think that, more than anything, that that molds you, and and there's kind of a rite of passage. I mean, I felt like that way when you when you when you get to work with you guys, and and um, you know, I was I always wanted to prove myself to probably the offensive line more than, than any other position group. And did you really? One. Absolutely. Why? Absolutely.
1: You say that, but why that? Because I'll be honest with you, we. Any any other quarterback coming in, I think we somewhat to put him through the rigors a little bit. And I know Pounce can be a hard, but hard ass. And uh, we all were somewhat pricks, but we did it our own type of way, though. One of the things we used to get with you was, "Hey, lower your voice in the huddle." But that was just you. <laughs> you, you remember was, that? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It's like it's like uh, the last the last thing you want to hear is you know speak up. You're you're too quiet, so I'm going in there. You know. I think, I think you guys used to call me like uh, Bruce Wayne or Batman because it, it was too deep. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Like, I can't win. I mean, it's one thing if I was like, wait 80, wait but, you know, I'm, oh, I'm being too deep. That's really what we're going to be critical of. So I
1: can stick with that one. <laughs> yeah, like that. no doubt, man. But you, you mentioned why, why our group, man, and now somewhat said a little bit, yes, it was everybody, man, that, that led to our success right and that we had as a team man um that could was it intimidating stepping into it how did you approach it when it was your time let's go to 2019 real quick that when it's your show after how training camp went been towards ucl i think in week one um when it was your huddle at that point your your locker room at that point i mean i think in
2: any i think in your line if you say your, your first couple starts you're not a bit nervous i mean not. Uh, I was, I was nervous this past year. I mean, I think if, if you don't, if you're not nervous, you're either lying or you don't have a pulse and it's, it's probably time to retire. So uh, absolutely was I, you know, I think uh, nervous and excited all at the same time. And I think it was a Seattle game when um, um, I got thrust in there and, and we uh, really had a chance to win. We put ourselves in a good position. And and uh, I think it was a, an OPI or a, D, a defensive pass interference. Russell throws the ball up near midfield and, they, uh, which extends their drive on like a, a third and extra long. So, yeah, it was, uh, you know, but I, I, I think, absolutely. When when you're going in there with, with a group that's protected a Hall of Fame quarterback and and uh, so many veteran. I mean, I think you were in like seven or eight or nine, and Pouncy was in you know seven or eight, and Al's in six or seven, and Vic Dave's in six or seven. I mean, it was just a lot of experience, and and um, you, there was a sense of yeah, I wanted to wanna to do my best and, and lead you guys so we can, you know, do the yeah celebrate, you know, and smash each other's face masks into one another <laughs> and hug and all those kinds of things.
1: Yeah. Um I, I have to ask you from that that moment right there in nineteen to this year. Before we get there, I wanna show you something real quick. Um, from that guy, Alejandro Villanueva, Wave of Martin. Okay, they're pretty much said this okay uh let me queue it up the screen's gonna go away real quick you ready you have somehow taken credit for mason's re-emergence mason no see see this is the this is the thing right here al you always do this i'm him no no you're not him okay you used to be now now you're just you okay you're not you're not him anymore okay where's marquise when you you see what i'm saying like you need humbly like (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. Mason, Mason was part of the Breakfast Club, which is which is your he was. <laughs> so that right there, man. Him saying one, he made you. I thought that was a great chuckle right there from Alejandro, yeah. man. Uh, he took a lot of credit, man. But how how did we get her? He mentioned our Breakfast Club on how we used to come together in the mornings, man. Um, did over this last year, those last three, four games, six weeks of the season when the conversation started to buzz a little bit more, where is Mason? Why isn't Mason in? Um, Did those moments of you growing up around us, the hardships that you had, um, the experiences that you also had also, and the people that you were with somewhat groom you for this latter part of the season for you to where your name is really hot, Mason.
2: I think, um, I think the answer is yes. I, I, I'm, um, you know, I think there's not many quarterbacks that and number one, get to learn and watch a, a hall of famer work at their very same position. And then there's, there's just, I mean, I, I think when I came into the, to, to the league and, and our team, I just figured out oh, this is what the O-line is always going to be like this, uh, you know, constantly competitive, you know, uh, argumentative, um, the breakfast club, you know, the, the, you know, the political con- controversy arguments and one side, you know, Marquise vers Al versus Dave versus you. It was uh just just a, a great example of what you know what a a, pro, a true pros pro position group was to me, I think, and, and for a lot of the younger players. And um it, it was uh yeah, invaluable. I mean, I I loved, you know, and I, I was telling my mom this other day, I was kind of like, you know, she was like, I was like, oh, trust me. Ramon and Al, we weren't, we weren't friends my first couple of years, you know, they had their own clique and I had to, you know, I had, to, it was a rite of passage. You had to kind of prove yourself to kind of be accepted at that table of breakfast. You, you didn't, you didn't just go sit down at that table. That was like, that was like Al Capone and, you know, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack. It was, you, you kind of had to earn that. And so um, it was fun playing with you and some great members, a lot of ups and downs, but yeah. um, yes, I would say yes.
1: So if I you go back and look at your tape from uh, your rookie year, second year, even preseason tape, um, to like I said, I mentioned twenty nineteen. Actually, that was year eleven for me. That was ten for Pounce. By then, we got old on um, you, man. Yeah, you did. Um, but I, I said this on this show, Mason. I was like, man, Mason looks calm. I felt like the game was it. The uh, which game was it against the was was Earl Thomas with the Ravens or with Seattle when he hit you that game. That Ravens. was. Ravens I felt like and most young quarterbacks do you get happy feet you look like you settled in this year like you 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 just said I'm here to throw I'm here to make plays if I'm in my spot everything else take care of itself what changed from then Mason to now
2: um I think you know experience and um that's the best teacher even when you're not playing I think I um you can either go on autopilot mode you know i mean what 2020 i played one game 2021 i had one start 2022 nothing 2023 until week 18 nada so uh instead of i mean you you can go crazy and or you can really really lock in and immerse yourself in a game plan each week try to help whoever is playing and then try to be a voice on the sidelines i think seeing it i think seeing it from the sidelines the last couple years and whether it was Canada or Sullivan trying to like, no. And I think, I think this is quarterbacks. Like I've had a good feel for what, for what Kenny liked, um, for what Mitch may have liked the last couple of years in, in certain, you know, uh, scenarios and certain down and distances, third down, red zone fringe. And I tried to, you know, I tried to mm-hmm. make suggestions to the, to the play caller. Cause I think, they have a great feel for it. And I think they they both did, but when you're in the room with a guy and you know what it's like to, to run those plays, there's plays that they, they prefer. And and sometimes, you know, I've been in that position that you don't want to speak up and say, no, I don't like, you know, they give you an option of a play, you know, do you like that one? Yeah. But there's maybe another concept that you love. And so I think that really looking at it as a coach helped me grow and helped me Mature foot from a football IQ standpoint.
1: Did you know physically that you were that you looked more settled in those moments? Because that was what I think a lot of this fan base saw it was poise, it was steadiness, um, and also just consistency. I'm not comparing you one to the other, I'm comparing you to you for the most part. Okay, and there's a little bit of us watching you know the ones that played before you, but did you notice that you had somewhat. Brought it down as far as the game, as we sometimes say, as players, the game slowing down.
2: Yes, I think. I mean, I I wasn't watching myself on TV, but I think, um, I, uh, I I think I felt like free. I think I, I felt a sense of complete freedom and nothing to lose because uh, I really didn't have anything to lose. I I knew I, you know, I was. I thought, you know, maybe this is my last year. Maybe I get another, squeak another year out. You know, somebody gets. Somebody gets hurt, goes down in training camp. You get an opportunity or a call. Maybe the Steelers want me back. We'll see. But um, I think I think that's a it's a fun place to be. It's when, when you're when you're not playing with with angst or anxiety or trying not to make a mistake. I just wanted to score points and win the game each week. And I think simplifying that in your head made it more fun.
1: That'll be something for sure you carry moving forward because it's one of those, like I said, coaching things where they'll tell you, well, we've saw it and now we got to continue to see it. You see yourself honing into that and not of the perception of playing with house money, but just like, nah, I'm that pro now.
2: Yeah. I think, I think, um, I think, I think so. I think, uh, I, I got into a groove felt felt good. Obviously we didn't, we didn't accomplish the ultimate goal once we got into the playoffs and, and, uh, You know, but I but I think, yeah, I I have full confidence that I can that I can play in this league and that I can uh, replicate that kind of consistent performance.
1: No doubt. The thing that's that's fascinating, though, Mason, about your pathway in this league, too, is you somewhat got buried because, of course, as you said before, playing behind a franchise quarterback, coming to a, a team where that was pretty much established and he didn't really miss games. And then, of course, the opportunities, the time where your opportunities could have come, Pittsburgh signed, of course, a, a quarterback to a significant uh, paycheck. But, like, the perception of you somewhat got skewed. When you look at other cities, Mason, there's other quarterbacks in the same situation as you, and they catch high praise. Does it make you feel somewhat, I don't want to call it slighted, because I don't need nobody to think there's jealousy or anything behind it. But do you look at and say, why is that situation different from mine?
2: Yeah, I think um, you know. I think every. I think everything happens for a reason, and, and when you're going through adversity, um, doesn't matter what kind, whether it's there's competition brought in or injury. I think it's it's no fun, and, and um, but I think when you look back, I said this to to I think our uh, during a presser uh, towards the end of the year. Like, I think when you have adversity, you appreciate the moments of. You know the mountaintop moments much more. Um, you know, I, I think it going through injuries, being benched, um, you know, uh, up and down play. It, it 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 hardens you for life, and and um, I think it, I think it prepares you to be, makes you a better human being, and it, it makes you more. I, I think makes you a little bit. It gives you a better sense of humility. And thankfulness to be at the level you are and and um but yeah i mean I, in the moment was there you know what was i did i want to compete that i want to you know prove one thing or another uh yes but but i couldn't be more grateful kind of for how things played out even though it yeah it was tough sometimes but i think you know uh, god is sovereign and, and his plan is always the right plan and it's 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 hard to submit to that sometimes, but it's 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 often the most. You know, I'm gonna work as hard as I can and 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 let the chips
1: fall where they may. Um, Al and I were talking about that this, this a little bit yesterday because we brought you up and I told them that you were coming on and stuff like that. And it's fascinating though, Mason, that like you said, God has His own plan for everybody in their pathway. If you roll that way right, and most do, um, the the actual opportunity to be signed later in camp and be around honestly long enough to actually have this and whether it be injuries or somebody else's misfortune or bad play um how did you prepare even still week to week and you know even when that opportunity popped up of hey this quarterback play doesn't look that great we need to look at mason and you weren't tapped into how does that go as far as reps and preparation to actually start when you know you should be given an opportunity to
2: yeah i think um you know, I mean, during practice, during the week, everybody, I don't know if, if you know, fans know, but it, you're taking scout team reps exclu- exclusively. And, and, you know, with being the third string quarterback, Mitch is taken, you know, if there's a rep, if there's a set of 10 plays, he's taking six, you know, I'm getting four or it's, so you're not getting a whole lot of reps, but you, you try to, yeah, whether it's, whether it's after practice or, um, you know, pre-practice working and trying to get a few throws in with the, with the, you know, the first group of receivers, the last group of receivers, just to stay sharp. That, that is a way, that is the only way that you can stay physically ready. And then, and then I think I have the confidence that, you know, Deontay, um, got a lot of bank reps with him from 2019. We, we've been around each other. I know how he gets in and out of breaks. I know his strengths, we, you know, what are his strengths, what are his best routes? You know, what can we put him in his position to, to succeed George had a little bit of work with him in, in training camp um in, in some in some training in, in some preseason games but um yeah you just try to what what do those guys do well and then when yeah. you get in there what concepts do I like I mean I I was very appreciative of Mike Sullivan and Eddie Falk and the staff for taking into consideration the concepts I liked because you know we were it was backs against the wall we were, we were in desperation mode trying to make trying to make the playoffs and I wasn't going to I certainly wasn't going to, you know, be coy or, or be, be quiet about things I like or dislike. This is probably my only shan- chance. We, we all felt like we were in the same boat. The yeah. staff, myself, like we're, we're all fighting for our jobs. And um, I, I, I appreciate that from them.
1: Yeah. And with that being said, though, too, man, you could see stuff on film. The communication from you, whether you watching film or the live games or in stadium, um, you can see you talking and communicating with guys. You can see you getting on the old line a time or two, you know, and 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 I also saw you walking to a sack one time, the Dan Morris, neither here nor there, though. Okay, Mason. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> but with with that being said, though, your ability to command stuff from them, if I'm not mistaken, you and Deontay were probably the oldest guys on the side of the offense. Do you? How did you view your leadership and watching either guys you admired growing up or the way the offense had worked before you to where these guys somewhat needed a leader? And it looked to me, Mason, like you you gave that to him.
2: Yeah. yeah what well, I think leadership is if it's for if it's forced or if it's fake, it doesn't resonate at all. And I I think um, I've never tried to be a rah rah guy. I'd like to if I feel convicted about saying something, I'm going to speak it. You know with conviction because it's real, it comes from the heart. And um yeah, I, I guess those guys appreciated that. Um I think uh you know that there there are some veteran Deontay was a veteran Isaac Sayamalu, I think I think he has sort of established himself this year as the quiet leader of that offensive line. He was in year eight he's been to the top he's won a Super Bowl with the with the Eagles. Um you know all the guys respect the heck out of him. So um yeah there there was conversations with the O line and you know, nothing rah rah, but you know, trying to challenge ourselves to go down the field, put points on the board, and then and then when when you need to correct things, um whether I miss a throw or or we there's a miscommunication on our route, I think uh you know, going to those guys, you know, in a in the right way, not not coming down on them and, and you know, not uh but just having a conversation of what did, what did you see, what did I see, how can we improve?
1: The um uh, the, the two one and two guys, uh, Deontay and George, however you want to look at it as far as their roles, man. H- how was it? Because <laughs> you really look like you highlighted what they did well. And I'll say this too in listening to interviews and reading stuff that they said about you. They didn't shy away from actually saying that you did. What What was your thought when you got those two guys, specifically them, in the roles that you had them in the later part of the season? Yeah, they're they're both talented guys, ultra talented
2: guys. Um, you know, they both they both like I said, they both have you know routes or things they they they're they're better at. They're stronger at. It. You know, it's not the same for both of them, just like anything else. But uh, yeah, I mean, starting from the I think it was the second play against the Bengals, uh, George just uh, making my job a whole you know very easy and taking a slant to the house, um, Deontay. Uh, you know, um, uh, you know, against Baltimore, Baltimore catching up, catching a, catch a routine, you know, spin, spin in breaking route and, uh, taking that to the house. So they're, uh, I think they proved that they're, they're pretty darn good after the catch. And, um, you know, they both separate. Well, George is a little lankier and, and, you know, anytime he's down the grass, one-on-one, you, you like your odds, you know, Deontay's stop and go is so so impressive. Any any sort of a you know hitch or um you know outbreaking route. He's very dynamic at that. I think Calvin Austin showed up. He's a speedster, um, can do a lot of those end rounds, and he can catch he can catch deep shots. Uh Kenny threw him a you know beautiful long, long, long deep ball. Allen Robinson blocking his butt off, catching balls in critical situations. Yeah. Pat Farmorth Pat being a you know, just a killer, um, you know, in, in big time situations when they're trying to take away the two outside guys and he he has to work the middle of the field, he does that well. So it, it was a it was a, a good group of guys to, to work with.
1: And then of course to the balance of it all, um I think it was the which game was it? Uh Seattle. Um, you guys went off, what was it, four hundred yards offense and you guys just had a day, man. Um, but I don't think there was much incorporation of Pat Frymer.
0: But there was yeah.
1: conversation of him blocking and his role that he had to play. How, how was it keeping that talent, you know, somewhat quiet, like, feed me, feed me too?
2: Yeah, I think – I think uh, actually, I think that the Seattle game, Pat did have a, a few – four or five catches. It was the game before the Bengals the game. game. He didn't have a single catch. He didn't have nothing. And, um, you know, Pat's a – An awesome person, a good friend, and a you know a team-first guy that didn't say a word. You know when he didn't get but a couple targets because they were trying to take him away. Cincinnati had seen that in game one. Um, He he had a huge day, 120 yards against them. Game one at third place, so they were trying to eliminate him. Yeah. And then in Seattle, you know, uh, George and Deontay still had, I think, both probably 50 or 60 plus yards each, and then Pat had some yards. But that was a that was an offensive line. That was a clinic. Gone running the ball in, you know, being in, deep in the red zone and still running it in. And um, Coach D challenged him that week to do that very thing. And Jalen Warren and Najee just delivered. And I mean, the stiff arms. Najee was just—he he, was—he <laughs> was running angry that game. I just remember it, and, and um, it was impressive to watch.
1: Well, he had beast mode there, man. He had to. Marshawn Lynch That's was right. in the house. That's what he got had holding, to show man. up. Goodness. Um, how how was he, man, with you? Because again, it just seems like a seemed like a jolt between all your offensive weapons, excluding the bigs, man, but Najee and Jalen. Um, what what do you think about that? Because we on the outside, even me now, not being in a locker room, you know, felt like at some point you had to choose. Like, oh, is it Jalen? Is it Najee? And, and and the answer is no, you really just want both.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's um, uh... I mean, I think they complement each other well. I think, you know, uh, they both had different strengths. I think, um, you know, Najee's, Najee's thunder and he's going to run you over and he hits the hole and um, really I thought he displayed a lot of good vision and, and, and you know, didn't second-guess himself or dance. He, he hit the hole so hard towards the end of the year. It always seems like he saved some of that gas for the end of the year. Um, he comes on the last six weeks. Where I think a lot of running backs, you know, the the the, the shots are taken on their body, they start to kind of fade a bit. Um, Najee is not that. Uh, Jalen catches the ball well. You know, his run after the catch, his make you miss is, you know, exciting. It's it's it helps us out. It helped us out on a lot of critical third downs where you throw the check down and he he makes two two people miss and we got and you're moving the chains. So it's a great combination. I um, lo- love going to work with those guys. They're both selfless. They both did a great job of shutting out the noise on the outside and not letting, uh, not letting uh, you know, who, who are we choosing? No, we're, we're going to both compliment each other and uh, really happy for them.
1: Um, there's a one clip that the NFL films, I think, put out. I think it was you talking to Coach Sullivan with Coach Tomlin around. It was like, hey, let's basically saying let's not get scared um, and close out this game is what he was asking for. Um, Is there any throw that you (laughs) you think you can't make because that was one of those ones where it's like if you're not right minded, you will seize up and say, I don't want to mess up. But you drop back. And as he said, through a rhythm pass, I think for a first down to pretty much close out the game at that point. What was that situation like for you in Seattle to hear that, know that you got to go deliver that and actually do it?
2: Yeah, um, you know, Mike T is very aggressive. You know, you know that in those moments and um, I think the element of surprise is is always a you know worth worth bouncing around you know when you're when you're in the huddle and you're talking things through and um we knew they weren't going to expect it they were in a they were in a zero defense and and um you know George Pickens one on one on the slant well, you know we feel like that's routes on air and uh so uh, George made a great play spun out got us a first down but but absolutely you know to have to have a coach who's that aggressive and doesn't—he's not—he's not playing to—he's you know, playing to win, and he's not um, being too conservative running the ball, trying to trying to run the game out. He wants to win now, and he knows it can be done in in one play.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of of uh, changes happened. Well, a big change happened during the season, of course, uh, letting relieving Matt Canada of his duties. Um, what was that transition like, Mason? As far as. Going from one coordinator in Canada to, you know, Coach Faulkner and Coach Sullivan being the guys calling the plays.
2: I mean, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was a change. And I think the media tried to, you know, make it a, make it a headline story. And I think um, I was just happy the way everyone on the offense, you know, uh, continue, continue to work and, 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 didn't want, didn't want, didn't really allow it to become a distraction. And uh, as much as I think it, it probably, it, you know, it was probably a distraction the, the fur just because of the, you know, the Pittsburgh, the, the, the fans and we've, we've got such passionate fans, the media, but um, yeah, I think, I think we responded well after the change was made. You know, I, I Matt's a, a, a dear friend. I was with him for three, three seasons and, you know, I only, wish him the best moving forward and hope he can, you know, I'm sure he'll be okay. Get a, get a, you know, get a job somewhere. And, um, and then, and then Mike Sullivan, who, um, you know, and Eddie Falk that kind of, kind of tag team, the leadership role moving forward. I, th- I thought they did a good job too in a, in a tough circumstance. And, um, you know, especially Mike Sullivan calling, calling the plays in, in an offense that, you know, wasn't really his. Um, he, he was working with a, yeah, working with a scheme that, you know, we added a, I mean a couple concepts here and there. Yeah, but.
1: Th- because in the middle of the season, you can't take one book and put it in a new book. That's what camp is for. It's what OTAs and yeah. and, and many camp is for, correct? Like you guys still, for the most part, had the same book.
2: We did. Yeah. We 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 uh it's you can't, I mean, you know that in the middle of a week you he try to change too much and guys' heads start to spin. You can't you know, same formations, motion shifts, you know, concepts for the most part. Um, you know, there were subtle changes, but but uh like I said, I was happy the way guys responded and, and um you know rallied and, and and didn't let it didn't let it become a distraction.
1: Um how how did they when you speak earlier of Coach Sullivan and Coach Faulkner crafting the passing game? Um were you adamant and honestly just um uh I guess Strong enough to just say, "Yeah, I don't like that play." Was was it those conversations that led to your success towards the latter part of the season? Because here's the thing, Mason, you playing this thing down, okay? You had 74 percent completion rate this year. That's like high school stuff. Do you understand? Know so it's not like you just out there surviving. Those numbers were thriving, Mason. So, did how strategic were they in curating you?
2: Yeah, I think the game plan was was different each week. We we knew. You know, I think Cincinnati was, was – uh, we were all out there figuring it out, trying to build chemistry. I hadn't worked with those guys since, you know, training camp really at any level. I don't even know if I'd worked with them, but the starting receivers in training camp, um, you know, working with the third group primarily. So we, we were figuring each other out, and I think we, we figured it out, you know, pretty quick. And, and, and like I said, when, when you got guys that, like George that made a couple great, great plays after the catch make my job a lot easier – um but yeah and you know then you go to Seattle and like we knew we were gonna run, we needed to run the ball its a hostile environment one of the loudest venues in the league um we ran the ball for shoot almost 200 yards that game so you know when we highlighted that that component we were balanced in that in that regard um and then you got a rain game in, in you know a monsoon in Baltimore we knew we were gonna we didn't want to we didn't have a we, we didn't want to have a 40 passing attempt kind of a you know uh stat at the end of the game or, or or gameplay, we, we ran the ball well that game, so I think you know, the staff did a good job of, yeah, taking into taking into consideration, you know, my favorites. Pat Meyer did an awesome job with the, the run game each week, putting us in good positions, never in a bad play, and then um, and then and then yes, I mean obviously someone's got to call the play at the end of the day, which is I think is probably the hardest thing in the NFL, you know, alongside the quarterback position, and and he he did a great job. He had a good flow we were balanced. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we, we scored points. So that, it was, it was fun.
1: Thank you. A lot of points, man. Uh, I have to ask you this one too, because everybody from your rookie year, second year, third year to where you are now, every player has growth, man. Do you, do you think number one the NFL gives players time now to grow up? And also can you see differences in player that actually become true pros in those moments too? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think, um, does the NFL give players time to, to grow and develop? Uh, I, I think, you know, it's a, it's a tough business. It's a business. Um, I think, I think that's what's, that's what's great about seeing people like Gino Smith, who, who I have looked up to who, you know, came in, you know, played well, but also had some adversity early in his career and then stayed the course, stayed positive And, and, um, obviously developed quite a bit um, and and has turned into a, a heck of a starting quarterback. So uh, I think it's good when you see those kind of stories, because, because you kind of see that, you know, foot, there's a lot of football. I think football justice is a real thing. And if you stay the course and you work hard you got a good attitude, um, you're going to get an opportunity at some point. It may be years down the road, but um, so that's what I've, I've tried to try to stay, uh, stay positive in my own situation. Um, So probably yes and no. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, you know, players are expected to perform obviously based on where you're drafted, but quick, you know, fast and and um, some people some people are ready to step up, yeah, that fast, you know, our your our friend Pouncey started as a as a rookie, was played at a high level, oh, bro, they absolutely, Uh, and then there's people that that hit their stride (laughs) hit their stride later in their career, um, so. You know if they don't get chewed up and spit out. So um yeah I think I think every situation's different, but it's it's inspiring when you see the guys that, that stick it out and, and uh get the last laugh.
1: Um you gotta be able to carry something from this year. Um like you said it, what I don't want is folks to believe oh well he was playing with house money. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, well you had nothing to lose. You did have a lot to lose because if you went out and crapped the bed and they bent you right then your career is essentially done. If we can be real about that, probably is going to be done. Right. Uh, And that's almost anybody at that point. Right. That had that's in that spot. What do you take from this, um, with how you perform?
2: Yeah. Um, you take the confidence. Um, you take, uh, yeah, you, you, you take the, you take the, the good memories and, and, you know, the, the practice reps each week. I think, uh, people, you know, obviously fans, people only see the, the, you know, the, the games, but the the weeks of practice going through the week as a starting quarterback, you know, the meetings, the walkthroughs, the practice, uh, the post-practice meetings, just getting back in that rhythm makes you feel alive again. And it, and it, and it uh, reminds you again, what, you know, what the, the rhythm and the grind of a week is like. And I think I, I love that grind and I I embrace it. And, and um, you know, I, 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 I very much look forward to doing that again, hopefully soon, you know, wherever that, wherever that I get that opportunity, I think, I think I can do it. And I think, um, you know, I'm I'm excited to do it.
1: It's fascinating when you were talking, I I remember like my moment and having that feeling, you know what I'm saying? It's like, Oh, I I can play. Like when you have those moments in a stretch of games like that, you somewhat feel like, yes, I belong in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was my feeling, and, and when you catch that, feeling, it's like I, I'm chasing it no matter what, you know. Yeah. Like, that's a very unique place to be at, and to see those results directly like that is super cool, Mason.
2: Absolutely. So, I, yeah. no, go ahead. Uh, uh, no, I think we all have those moments. You're, you're exactly right, where you feel like I belong, and uh, then you just keep building. And you
1: keep building. Speaking of building, man, we're gonna field a few questions, Mason, if you don't mind, if that's cool with you. Absolutely. First one yes, up sir. is this one, man, because uh, a lot of people didn't believe that. I think they thought you were a small guy, undersized. But are you really 6'5", 235 or similar?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm six four and a half. You know, probably two thirty. You know, uh, so a little smaller. I think. I think that was that was a few cheeseburgers ago when I came into the league and, and my rookie year, and then um, you know, I think I don't know. I think Oklahoma State listed me at six five back in the day, and that might've been fitting a little bit. So, but not far off.
1: That's that high school stuff right there. They want to make you yeah. seem bigger than what you are, man. Uh, here's another from Todd, man. It says, Mason, you came off the bench without much first team reps. How much better can you be with proper time and personnel to prepare?
2: Yeah, That's a good question. I think, um, yeah, the, the I mean, I, I've, I've never gone through a training camp with, with, uh, you know, even splitting the first team reps, much much less taking them all. And I think uh you know, we'll see what happens. But I I uh I think you you know you can it's reasonable to expect you to be more prepared, more ready, have better chemistry with receivers, um, you know, work on new concepts that a coach or a coordinator is installing and come up come up with a with a, a true list of favorites. You know, I was coming up with a list of things I Felt like, hey, if I was in there, I would like but I hadn't really ran him yet. <laughs> um, so, I, uh, yeah, I think I think um, I think you can you can make a make a leap in that regard for sure.
1: Definitely. Uh, here's one right here from uh, Ben. I like this. One. He said, I wonder if you could have that game back against Buffalo. Is there anything you would have done differently?
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's every game. There's things you want to there's throws you want to have back or or. Uh, you know, play calls you wish you could um, use at different times, or um, but uh, yeah, I think I think obviously the the first one that jumps out would be the interception there in the red zone and um, putting the ball more outside us or nobody type of a spot. You know, anytime you get down there and, and you got three points on the board, it's it's never fun to walk away with with zero. So um, you know that one. Um, yeah, I think there was a couple third downs in the game where. You know they they McDermott dialed up a couple good calls. You know, nice nice pre-snap disguise and and it got me. And you know, I think that happens sometimes, but absolutely when I would I when I love to go back and and you know, change and right those wrongs and go to the right place with the football.
1: Uh, from Ash right here. How do you even get better without game practice? Like some people, of course, don't have to practice. Mason, you know, they get Thursdays and Fridays off. Some people like that's myself. Right. That's right. Yeah. So right. Like you, getting those vet days, those, getting those Wednesdays and Thursdays off. Yeah, you're right. They still come
2: out and just dominate. You
1: know, hey man, it's, it's, it's not bragging hour yet. Okay. <laughs> it's uh,
2: that's yeah, a that's a good question. I I think uh, you got to use. I think Isaac Sayamalu said something good to, to the offensive line that I heard this year, and, and said, you know, uh, the the, uh, the quicker you can, or or the you know, faster you can replicate the way that you feel in a in a scout team rep when when you have nothing to lose, when you're playing free, when you know you're just providing a look for the starting defense, and you can channel that same free freedom and and uh, just um, you know weightless. You know just uh execution of your job into a into a first team rep you know the quicker you can close that gap or, or translate that style of playing the better you're going to be and and i think that's i tried to play around with those things in, in the scout team when it when i knew it didn't matter i wanted to you know obviously keep yourself sharp and, and complete passes but you know arm angles and and uh, off-platform throws and and really you know, take some risks that you maybe wouldn't yeah. take in a, in a normal practice with this first-team offense. And I think when you build those that confidence, you can, you can make those throws. You can carry that into the, to the real deal.
1: That is where people get a lot of that stuff. We'll get to Frank here in a second. That's where a lot of people don't understand. Like, practice does mean a lot. Uh, the chances that you make, like, one of the things that I tried to do is jump set somebody. And I felt found out early, Mason, that's not for me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Isaac yeah. was so spot on with that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and that's also, of course, being smart enough to realize what you should and should not be doing in those moments. Um, yeah, very fascinating. So, yeah. Uh Frank asks this, and you answer how you want to. Hey Mason, I always sure Frank. Uh he said, but I always believed in your playing abilities. Yeah. And why didn't yeah. Mike Tomlin see the talent for himself? How did that yeah. somewhat transpire? Yeah as clean as you
2: can yeah i mean i think i think uh you know the reason why i I understand the question but i i think i i'm uh will be forever grateful for mike and omar bringing me back this past fall and you know give me a chance to be to be ready give me give me a platform to keep myself sharp and, and you know in, in, in the chance in the off chance that an opportunity did come and it, and it did and, and so they you know they I know I know Mike T and, and Omar they they believed in me they believe in me and they, they believed in me obviously enough to 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 bring me back to be a part of the squad so thankful for that.
1: No doubt. Um here <laughs> I was gonna save that one but here we go. Uh from Christian it says Ramon please ask Mason if he's coming back. This is a cherry on top that I need in my life, LOL, Mason. How you feel about your free agency, man?
2: Yeah, I mean, I went through it last year. Uh, you know, learned a lot, and it was, uh, you know, discouraging at times. But I, but I, it was a good experience and to to understand how those months flow. And uh, but I, yeah, I, I, we will see what happens. I, I know I want to. I know I have felt good playing. And the games I played in, and I and I I'd love to do that again. And um, I'm going to try to put myself in the in position, you know, whether that be in Pittsburgh or elsewhere, to, to try to, to try to, you know, realize that that opportunity and, and accomplish that again. So we'll see. A lot, a lot it's a, it's a lot of it's out of my hands, and all I can do is is uh, make the best decision for myself and my family.
1: And I don't even think people realize how uh, stressful free agency is. Because what you have in your mind, you don't know if that's reality. And, of course, it's, uh, you've gone through it before already, but it's very nerve-wracking, Mason. Yeah, there's,
2: there's no uncertainty. I mean, it's or sorry, there's, there is no certainty of, of where you'll be, of what city you'll be in. I mean, I, I, think, I think we're all, as players, a little bit used to that lifestyle because, because you, mm. you never know we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow when you're on a team, you know, you could be cut, you could be traded. So, uh, you kind of live this life of being light on your feet and getting used to that. But, um, but yeah, we, uh, we'll see what happens. I, I, um, yeah, like I I know I want to keep playing football. Yeah. I'll ask you
1: this. Good, good conversation exit meetings, uh, before you left Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, it was good. Um, Visited with, with Mike T and, and Omar both. And, um, you know, uh, it's so early. I mean, it's like three or four days after yeah, we yeah, played yeah. our last game. So, you know, they don't, there's a lot, of, there's a lot we, neither side of us knows, but, but I felt like they were, you know, meant it when they said they, you know, they'd, they'd like, you know, they'd like to have me back. And, and, and they both, you know, want to do, feel like they want to do business. You know, future business with me, so uh, that's good to hear. But um, like, like you said, there's so many variables, and and it's it's still so early. We're sitting, I mean, yeah. it's still it's still January, so who knows what will happen.
1: I, I Zach, there was a question up there. We'll get to in a second, but this one right here is awesome, and I'm glad you answered this honestly the first time. But can you go through and answer it again? Hey, as Zach goes. Hey, Mason, how does it feel at a Steelers home game when everyone was chanting your name? They never do a lineman like this, man. See, I I don't know. I remember a few times it was Moni, (laughs) Moni. Maybe I was dreaming, but but they should have. They absolutely (laughs) should have. If they knew, if
2: they knew, if they knew, the people up front that really make the move the chains, they'd be they'd be chanting all of your names. But appreciate but, that. But 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 that might have gone to your head too much, Moan, and then you and then you might have started acting different. You might have turned into a diva. So maybe you know. it's you know maybe it, maybe it's for the better that it didn't happen. I don't know. It was yeah, man it, de- it definitely right. would it definitely would have gone to Al's head. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he'd
1: have
2: he'd have retired and started doing speaking engagements, you know,
1: right from there. <laughs> can can you imagine
2: how Gil would have been? Oh,
1: oh my Marcus. God, dude! I, I miss Marcus. I uh, I miss I Marcus to give, too,
2: man. I need to give him a shout. He's he's he was hilarious. hilarious. If he stopped
1: changing his number, dude. I know
2: we're we're not we're not big time enough to stay on his contact list, but uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah. I mean, it was it was cool. It was more for my family. It was uh, a great memory. It being you know Christmas, they were they were always going to be in town for that game, regardless of whether I was playing. But it was a. Uh, it was a fun night, and uh, you know, thankful to to our fans for showing up, being so passionate always, and and uh, making it making it a a big time memory.
1: No doubt about it. Uh, I want to get to the one beforehand, so just real quick, Mason, what was your relationship like with Kenny? I think the competition between you two will benefit you both. What do you think, real quick?
2: Yeah, Kenny's a dear friend. He's he's I've uh, enjoyed I've enjoyed getting getting to know him spending spending two years now and him with the quarterback room with him and Mitch, both, both great human beings. Um, you know, he, he's a good player. And, and uh, yeah, I, uh, we, we've got, he likes country music. So, I mean, what else do you need to know about him? He's, he's a great guy. He likes a lot of different kinds of music. We, we all, we all keep it light and, and play a little music. One of the guys gets to choose kind of, What the genre of the day will be, who the artists will be featured, and we get to we go to work. So, it's a great it's a great it was a great room. Mike Sullivan did a good
1: job, and uh, Kenny Kenny's a good friend. No doubt about it. AJ Dub brings up he goes, "Hey Moan," it's usually the segment we do. It's called the Hey Moan segment. But he goes, "Hey Moan, do you Mason catch yourself using Tomlinisms in everyday life? Are there any consider are 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 there any he considers a priority for players to take to heart?" Mason, you were a preseason MVP for him. Glad you saw uh you carry that moxie in the regular season. Do you find yourself using Tamilism? Talmudism's I think
2: so. I think I think I kick myself sometimes like me too in the media, in the media, and you're like, oh god, I'm I'm really just res- I'm I'm regurgitating this. Like like uh you know, they're a lot of them <laughs> are so good, but they're you feel like can I really can I really use that? Because he he's so iconic yep. and Funny the way he uses them, and you know, I, I feel like I, if I use them, if I use them, am I really doing them justice? But uh, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, um, what is he? Nothing. There's nothing mystical about it. I see no. it with great clarity. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, made li- I made a list on my phone at one point. It's a long, long list. Gonna you gonna pull it out, up? <laughs> bring out one of my favorites here. Uh, I love re- re- Reasonable to expect. Um, skills relative to your to your position um, ball in the hand plus plus grass physical conditioning precedes everything um, oh, you know this cadence as a weapon we got to use cadence as a weapon and some sometimes I'd you know mike would be walking to practice and and uh you know like whoever was playing this past couple of years would, would go on to or use cadence and and i'd say and, I, and i'd say to Wait to weaponize that cadence, boy. It's- <laughs> and, and Mike T would look at me like, you know, really? <laughs> Screw you. You, know, like, you gotta you, 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 use it against him sometimes. He doesn't he doesn't really like that.
1: <laughs> I can only imagine, dude. Uh, yeah. that's the small things that keep you in the locker room, man. That is that is that's the stuff I miss right there, Maze. Uh, of course, there's a lot of appreciation too. Jay Freeman comes in and said, Man, appreciate your professionalism on the mic and your accuracy on the field. Where you go, I'm cheering for you. Please stay. They're begging at this point, Mason. Well, thank you, brother. They're, they're begging at this point, man. Uh, Christian also says, We want you back, Mason. I really hope you come back, class act. You on the right, you were the right one there the whole time. I love how they're saying this now, Mason. This is cool stuff. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Elizabeth said, what are you doing in the off season? What does your training look like? I asked you that earlier, actually.
2: Yeah, um, I'll, I'll take a little bit of time off from throwing uh, here for a few weeks and then ramp back up sort of, I don't know, mid-February. And, and uh, yeah, and then, and then um, working out, you know, stretching, massage, all those things to keep keep your body in, in the best shape, you know, diet. And, um I like to do a little blood work with a nutritionist this time of the year to kind of see diet wise or supplements, are there changes I should make. You know, am I deficient in something? And, but uh, yeah, I mean, right right now it's about enjoying some
1: time with family and, and unplugging for a bit. Man, you quarterbacks and your doggone massages, man. It's neither here nor there though. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's you need them. You got to keep the arm.
2: Got to keep the arm fresh. You know that, Moni. You know that. Gotta keep it fresh.
1: Let that breathe for a second. From Brian says, uh Mason, in what areas has your quarterback game grown the most?
2: <laughs> Which <laughs> also, it honestly reminds me, like we'll be in team meetings mode, and like, you know, Mike T will say something that's that's pause deserving. And I'll, you know, like I, I used to immediately when there's something that's questionable, I said I'm like, you know, looking <laughs> at you, waiting for you to say, <laughs> <laughs> and now and now it's like Cam Hayward will do that every once in a while. But there's so many times this year. I looked over it and I said, "Really? <laughs> you're not gonna You're not gonna You're not gonna cough or you're not gonna interject here. Huh? This was This, was, this was a prime example. This was a prime opportunity. So,
1: yeah,
2: because <laughs> coaches say
1: the wildest stuff, man. Oh my god! So it was Cam took that over for us. Cam man? took it
2: over and 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 he, he he did okay job. But I think you need to talk to him and and get him up his game a bit. In that regard, just
1: a little bit. So, just case in point, a coach says something just blatantly off the wall. And I had the okay to do that type of stuff. I never got the okay. (laughs) It was just so a part of our culture. He'd say something like, and we got to hit it off the backside. And I go, ha! Yes, he did. (laughs) And Coach Thomas, we're just talking about a run play moan, but that stuff kept the room and team light, man. Yes. Uh, Gotta 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 peep that man. Uh no, Todd, but he asked Mason, do you have any funny moan stories that he wouldn't share with us himself? What you got for us, Mason?
2: Uh no, nothing I wouldn't, nothing that's that's anything but PG, but but I do I do remember sort of Friday mornings like coming down in the locker room after meetings, and you would you started to get into this uh, rhythm or, or habit of asking me. Hey, makes what do you what are you thinking of this week? Kind of what's what's the game plan like? Do you like it? How are we going to attack them? And 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 I was, you know, the first couple of times I'm kind of caught off guard. I'm kind of like, okay, you know, trying to give some, you know, eloquent synopsis to you about how we're going to attack them. And then and then I kind of started prepping each week, like, okay, I got I got to really know the game plan this week because Mamoan's going to ask me put me, put me on a spot. Yep. And if I don't if I don't know what I'm talking
1: about, he's going to call
2: me out. So that was uh, just another another example of just that veteran leadership that I, that I appreciated.
1: Those were some good times. Cause you'd be going up to the quarterback meetings and stuff, right. Or you were just coming yeah. down and it just yeah. eased me. If I can be honest with you, to say, okay, do you really like what we're doing this week? And yeah. um, it was cool. Yeah. It, it was, was cool. real. Cool. I, we, I, I enjoyed those, those little chats. Uh, Al came on here yesterday, man, bragging one. He's six ten, right? But he made, if I'm not mistaken, eight, nine different just uh, – who was it? Tom Cruise references. Who, who does he think To he himself,
2: com- comparing himself to Tom Cruise. He
1: said he was Tom Cruise. He said he was Maverick. Yeah. He, he did all this he's, type
2: of stuff. He's got the military background. He's He's, uh, he's got the 5 o'clock shadow and the, the dark Italian skin. So, yeah, he, 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 he thinks highly of himself. That's why we, you and I have to bring him back down to earth sometimes.
1: Yeah, and the only reason I brought that up, if somebody brought this up, Mark said, ever had any Clark Kent comparisons? I think you would win a part in a Superman film, Mason. I, I think you're Dom Draper, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I, I, I like
2: that one better. I mean, my mom probably wouldn't like that comparison better if, she, she if she'd if she seen uh, Mad Men, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I i don't know. There's funny things out there on the internet that my grandmother will show me, I guess. Yeah, but, but they're... Nothing nothing I take to heart like Alejandro yeah. does. You know what I mean? I don't I don't store that away like he does.
1: Like Tom Cruise is five, too. Like it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. I think he's just probably talking about
2: comparing nah. his his yeah, I don't know. He, he don't can make a lot of sense.
1: I'm an NBA player or anything, man. But it's a couple appreciation, Mason. Then I gotta let you roll, man. But AJ Dub says, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate you answering. His question. PS, love the banger of a social media post of you holding the melon. What's the backstory on that? Oh god, uh, that was that was uh, just that was a bye week in this past
2: fall. And I mean, we, we hate to talk about him again. We don't want to main drop him too much because his, his his ego just explodes. But Al, you know, Al the down there trying to feed the world. He thinks he's going to be curing world hunger with his fruit farm, and so I. I had to go check it out and you know, I, 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 yeah, I just, uh, I was being a goofball, uh, of course. you know, hanging out with him and threw on the, threw on the, the Dickies, uh, overalls for the day.
1: It was a good time, man. Uh, I got to highlight Rochelle one more time. She says on behalf of the foster fan, welcome Mason. And thank you for leading us to the playoffs. Uh, it's a, a city that wants you Mason, man. Um, Again, I enjoyed it. I enjoy you. You're a good friend. Of course, when I came to uh, Pittsburgh this year for the Titans game, we rode and we talked and yeah. we had a lot of deep conversations about a lot of other stuff. We probably can't say here. Um, but I was I appreciative it. and happy to see you, man. And uh, we talked about it then, you getting a shot of what's going to happen and stuff. But cool to see you right here, right now.
2: Thank you. Yeah. no, I. I uh, it was good to see you again. I'm sure, I hope to see you this off season and and I've um, always appreciated your friendship.
1: No doubt. I'm trying to get my wife to see if she can sell you a house if you do decide to come to Nashville. It might, it might be Nash Vegas soon. We'll see. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I, I will hit up Mrs. Foster in, in that in, if that happens.
1: No doubt, man. Of course, you got free agency. I can't make you commit. This ain't college. And I'm not Les Miles or your coach from uh, Oklahoma. What's his name? Uh, Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy. Mike, uh, Mike Gundy. I'm a man. I'm 40. Uh, him uh but we'll talk more of course after this but good luck in free agency man everybody's appreciative of your time i'm very appreciative of your of your time and the memories too man i'm glad to have your friend and thanks for coming on absolutely yeah, no thank slander you for having me no doubt thank you
2: grab me on i appreciate it it's fun
1: for sure mason dk that's it Peace. thanks mace
2: yeah thank you bro.